Today is December 21st. I am Denise Maranatha, and it is a privilege to welcome you to PsalmsCast, the place where today God's Word will speak into your life from five chapters of the book of Psalms. We are at the halfway point of the week, the 51st week of 2022. There is so much activity happening around the globe right now, right up until the last day of 2022. Are you enjoying the journey or are you wondering how you can survive? Well, friends, the one true living God desires to encourage each of us that he is with us on this journey called life. So let's see what word he has for us today. Our first chapter is Psalm 21, since today is the 21st day of the month. And then we will journey through Psalm 51, Psalm 81, Psalm 111, and we will finish off the reading with Psalm 141. The source Bible translation we are using this week is known simply as God's Word, and you can find a free resource of God's Word over at BibleGateway.com if you would like to follow along with the reading. In the event that this is your first visit to this daily reading of the Psalms, welcome But first, a brief request. Father God, thank you for bringing us here. We humbly ask that you will place a hedge of protection around us and that your heavenly angels will deflect chaos and distractions. Allow us to soak in these living truths because we desperately, we desperately need your wisdom, your mercy, and your grace to illuminate the path that you want us to walk today. Psalm 21, a psalm of David. The king finds glory in your strength, O Lord. What great joy he has in your victory. You gave him his heart's desire. You did not refuse the prayer from his lips. You welcomed him with the blessings of good things and set a crown of fine gold on his head. He asked you for life. You gave him a long life forever and ever. Because of your victory, his glory is great. You place splendor and majesty on him. Yes, you made him a blessing forever. You made him glad with the joy of your presence. Indeed, the king trusts the Lord, and through the mercy of the Most High, he will not be moved. Your hand will discover all your enemies. Your powerful hand will find all who hate you. When you appear, you will make them burn like a blazing furnace. The Lord will swallow them up in his anger. Fire will devour them. You will destroy their children from the earth and their offspring from among Adam's descendants. Though they scheme and plan evil against you, they will not succeed. They will turn their backs and flee because you aim your bow at their faces. Arise, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and make music to praise your power. Psalm 51, a psalm by David, when the prophet Nathan came to him after David's adultery with Bathsheba. Have pity on me, O God, in keeping with your mercy, In keeping with your unlimited compassion, 
Wipe out my rebellious acts. Wash me thoroughly from my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. I admit that I am rebellious. My sin is always in front of me. I have sinned against you, especially you. I have done what you consider evil. So you hand down justice when you speak, and you are blameless when you judge. Indeed, I was born guilty. I was a sinner when my mother conceived me. Yet, you desire truth and sincerity. Deep down inside me, you teach me wisdom. Purify me from sin with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear sounds of joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken dance. Hide your face from my sins, and wipe out all that I have done wrong. Create a clean heart in me, O God, and renew a faithful spirit within me. Do not force me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of your salvation to me, and provide me with a spirit of willing obedience. Then I will teach your ways to those who are rebellious, and sinners will return to you. Rescue me from the guilt of murder, O God, my Savior. Let my tongue sing joyfully about your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will tell about your praise. You are not happy with any sacrifice. Otherwise, I would offer one to you. You are not pleased with burnt offerings. The sacrifice pleasing to you, God, is a broken spirit. O God, you do not despise a broken and sorrowful heart. Favor Zion with your goodness. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with sacrifice offered in the right spirit, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Young bulls will be offered on your altar. Psalm 81 by Asaph Sing joyfully to God our strength. Shout happily to the God of Jacob. Begin a psalm and strike a tambourine. Play lyres and harps with their pleasant music. Blow the ram's horn on the day of the new moon, on the day of the full moon, on our festival days. This is a law for Israel, a legal decision from the God of Jacob. These are the instructions God set in place for Joseph when Joseph rose to power over Egypt. I heard a message I did not understand. I removed the burden from his shoulder. His hands were freed from the basket. When you were in trouble, you called out to me, and I rescued you. I was hidden in thunder, but I answered you. I tested your loyalty at the oasis of Meribah. Listen, my people, and I will warn you, Israel, if you would only listen to me, never keep any strange God among you, never worship a foreign God. I am the Lord your God, the one who brought you out of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to me. Israel wanted nothing to do with me. 
So I let them go their own stubborn ways and followed their own advice. If only my people would listen to me, if only Israel would follow me, I would quickly defeat their enemies. I would turn my power against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe in front of him, and their time for punishment would last forever. But I would feed Israel with the finest wheat and satisfy them with honey from a rock. Psalm 111 Hallelujah! I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart in the company of decent people and in the congregation. The Lord's deeds are spectacular. They should be studied by all who enjoy them. His work is glorious and majestic. His righteousness continues forever. He has made His miracles unforgettable. The Lord is merciful and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear Him. He always remembers His promise. He has revealed the power of His works to His people by giving them the lands of other nations as an inheritance. His works are done with truth and justice. All His guiding principles are trustworthy. They last forever and ever. They are carried out with truth and decency. He has sent salvation to his people. He has ordered that his promise should continue forever. His name is holy and terrifying. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Good sense is shown by everyone who follows God's guiding principles. His praise continues forever. And our final chapter for today is Psalm 141, a psalm by David. O Lord, I cry out to you, come quickly. Open your ears to me when I cry out to you. Let my prayer be accepted as sweet-smelling incense in your presence. Let the lifting up of my hands in prayer be accepted as an evening sacrifice. O Lord, Set a guard at my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not let me be persuaded to do anything evil or to become involved with wickedness with people who are troublemakers. Do not let me taste their delicacies. A righteous person shall strike me or correct me out of kindness. It is like lotion for my head. My head will not refuse it because my prayer is directed against evil deeds. When their judges are thrown off a cliff, they will listen to what I have to say. It will sound pleasant to them. As someone plows and breaks up the ground, so our bones will be planted at the mouth of the grave. My eyes look to you, Lord Almighty. I have taken refuge in you. Do not leave me defenseless. Keep me away from the trap they set for me and from the traps set by troublemakers. Let wicked people fall into their own nets while I escape unharmed. The purpose of this podcast is what you just heard, God's truth from five chapters of the Psalms. To God be the glory 
as the word changes your life and draws you closer to him. Well, we have just heard there's so many powerful words of wisdom within these five chapters. So I have a question. Have you ever done something that was so wrong that even today you wonder, why did I do that? Or perhaps you wonder, has God really forgiven you for that? Psalm 51's author was David. He was King David and he totally blew it. He had been given so much success, wealth, unimaginable, children, wives, he had concubines, and he had everything that most of us could ever want or imagine. Yet one night he allowed his eyes to wander and he watched over the palace wall a married woman. The king decided he wanted her and so he sent his guards for her. This woman's name was Bathsheba. Yes, the king took was not what was not his simply because he could. When Bathsheba's monthly cycle did not happen, she sent word to the king that she was carrying his child. Bathsheba's husband was away fighting a war. So when the people would have realized that she was pregnant, she would have been stoned as an adulterer. Long story short, the king recalls her husband with the design that this man will want to sleep with his beautiful wife while he's away from the front. But the husband chooses to sleep on the floor of the palace while his men are out there on the battlefield. The king tries multiple attempts to get the husband to be with the wife without success. So the king sent the husband back to the battlefront with a message that he was to give the commander. That message was to put Uriah the husband at the front of the line and then to pull everyone back. The king sent the man to certain death. After a short time of bereavement, the king does marry Bathsheba and a full-term baby is born, quote-unquote, early. The king has gotten away with the perfect murder, perfect crime, or so he thought. But you know, God sees everything, and God revealed the truth to his prophet, Nathan. Nathan confronts the king in his chambers in front of an audience with the truth. In Psalm 51 is the cry that David made to the Lord. The account for those who are interested in reading, you can find that in 2 Samuel chapters 11 and 12. This chapter is contained in the Psalms to remind us that God is merciful and that God does forgive us when we are truly repentant. This psalm is not a drive-by, I'm sorry, type of statement. David's actions of allowing his eyes to wander and to be idle instead of being with the men out there on the battlefield created a hullabaloo within the family dynamics as well as in David's kingdom. There were those who knew that the king had called a married woman into his quarters, and it didn't take much imagination to figure out what was going on behind closed doors, especially when David snuck her out under the cover of darkness. Also, David had written a death notice to the commander of his army to get rid of the problem. 
and I'm sure that those who attended Bathsheba's delivery realized that the child that was born was not a preemie, but was a full-term infant. Our choices and our decisions have natural consequences, even when God has forgiven us. And often the consequences are devastating. The remaining days of David's life were filled with much heartache and strife, but God is faithful. And God did not reject David, nor did God remove any of the promises that he had made to David at earlier times. Now, as we are headed into the throes of the holiday traditions, often stuff happens. We tell ourselves we can handle whatever has tripped us up in the past, and we bravely jump right back into the fray by our own steam. And then when stuff goes sideways, feelings get hurt, people get upset, they get angry, and so much for that perfect hallmark holiday. So God desires us to be prepared, and we can prepare ourselves by praying to God to help us navigate the gauntlet before we even leave our house or before people enter our house. Psalm 141, write it down and pray this, O Lord, set a guard over my mouth, at my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not let me be persuaded to do anything evil or to become involved with wickedness, with people who are troublemakers. Do not let me taste their delicacies. This is a powerful words. And yes, God can prepare us and he can do all this stuff. I encourage you to challenge yourself to memorize these verses, especially if there are people who do not believe God exists or who delight in living out whatever tickles their fancy in ways that we know grieve God. Those people, they desperately are in need of a savior, but they are blind and they are deaf to their need. The only way that they will ever have a chance to experience the true love of Jesus is through you. So yeah, that is kind of heavy, isn't it? You have a choice. You can choose to turn your back and hope someone else will love them like Jesus. Or you can choose to allow the Lord to use you as a channel of his love into their life. You already know the life-changing experience of God's love. And the best way to tell what God is doing is to live out his love, his mercy, his grace to these people that push your buttons. We don't have to take our Bibles and beat them over the head with it, even though I often have wanted to. They will experience God's love by not being snarky or being judgmental or being unkind or being uncharitable. They will experience the power of God's effect on our life when we politely and humbly decline to engage in the gossip or the ungodly acts the way that the world does. Get real with God. Tell him your concerns. 
Ask him to give you creative, loving ways to interact with trigger or sandpaper people. Trust God to show you how to walk it out. And if stuff does go sideways, seriously, remove yourself from the situation. Take yourself to the bathroom. Lock the door, turn on some worship music for two minutes, and then get into that mirror, mirror and tell yourself, that it is God who wins the battles. Put on your spiritual armor and trust God to lead that person to Jesus. Maranatha, my friends. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these five powerful chapters of your word. We thank you. We praise you for loving us so much that you continually call us here to this place where your word brings forth truth. Lord, it is hard to fathom how you can know all of our thoughts, all of our words, and all of our deeds. But throughout the text of biblical history, we see this truth. We especially see it in the New Testament when Jesus calls out to people by name and points out their thoughts. You are God, and we are a people that you created for your pleasure. We are called to be your channels of love, mercy, and grace to hurting lonely people that cross our path. We thank you for your mercy, and especially for Psalm 51, that gives us a template of how to approach you, a holy, righteous God who hates sin. Lord, help us to develop such a tight relationship with you that we feel broken when we have sinned. Help us to understand that what happened to David is not unique only to David. You offer every single one of us this type of love and this type of relationship if we will open ourselves to you instead of hiding and trying to create a facade of goodness and of righteousness. Daddy God, over this next week, many of us will encounter sandpaper or trigger people, be it a relative, a coworker, a neighbor, or perhaps even a stranger. You already know them, and you know how we often react and respond when we are around these people. We desire to break free of all the unhealthy and all the harmful patterns of our sinful flesh. We want to walk. Galatians 5, children of yours, having the Holy Spirit in control so that we are able to love, to experience, and to spread joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That we are able to walk humbly in the ways of Jesus so that others experience his love shining forth. Lord, as the days grow shorter, have mercy on us and lead each of us in the path that leads only to you. Place angels around us to block us from wandering on paths of evilness. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, my computer's deciding to be goofy, and I have the puppies in here with me as I'm recording. So if you hear banging around or snuffling, that'd be the pups. 
Yes, we are heading into the thick of the holiday season. Christmas, Hanukkah, traveling, there's so much. And we are one day deeper into this holiday season. Here are some, here are some reminders to help us thrive instead of just struggling to survive these days ahead. There are seven tips and we've covered four so far. So I'll quickly recap. Number one, be kind to yourself. You matter. You are important and God loves you just as you are. Number two, be kind to your family. Remember this spot of wisdom. If you have nothing nice to save, just say nothing. Number three, be patient with other people, especially when driving. Rage rage often can be sparked by a honking horn or a hand gesture. It's better to be late than to be involved in a situation or a wreck. Number four, avoid engaging with people who are angry or are spoiling for a fight. Number five, which brings us to today, do the unexpected in every situation. Be polite, be kind, be generous, be merciful. Yes, I know, I've talked a little bit more today and I thank you for being here. How are you doing? Seriously, walking out the journey, there's just a lot of stuff happening and sometimes it's really tough, you know, but then you get a phone call. Somebody says, hey, can you meet me for dinner? And you know that person's struggling. Meet them for dinner if possible. The other day I was in the restaurant and the lady next to me was digging through her purse and she was panicked because she realized her wallet was in the diaper bag at her house. And she had her check in front of her. And she asked the person if they had the technology so that she could just pay it off of her telephone. And they thought that they could, but it turns out that she had a brand new phone and she hadn't set that up yet. Friends, she was with her mother and her mom needed to get to a doctor's appointment. And I didn't have to, but I just felt prompted to do what I did. And that was to pay her bill. I just paid her bill. I handed my card over and paid her bill. And then I took the receipt and I wrote down the amount that I paid. And I put my telephone number and my name down on it. And I said, if you're able to, that'd be awesome. If you have Venmo or whatever. And she said, okay. And then she said, do you do Zelle? And I said, yeah. I didn't expect her to pay me back. I hoped she would because it was sort of a big number. Um, and yes, about 20 minutes later, I got a phone call and she said, Hey, is this by chance, Elizabeth? <laughs> That's my first name. And I said, yes, it is. And she introduced herself and said that she just wanted to make sure before she sent the money. Guys, it's just amazing to be able to bless somebody just to be kind, just because you can. We don't know what people are walking through. And her, she was taking her mom for an MRI. I don't know what their story is, but sometimes we can just be kind. 
and sometimes we get paid back and sometimes we don't. But I am here to tell you that God always will return what we give to others because he's told us to do what he did, which, hey, he made me notice that lady and that this situation was happening. If I hadn't noticed, then I wouldn't have acted. So there might be somebody who's listening today who is struggling, who might have had an experience of having a bill and not being able to pay it and wondering how you're going to even put something under the Christmas tree for your kid. The Lord wants you to know some truths today. He wants you to know these things because he brought you here so that you would hear them. Number one, you are not alone. Number two, Daddy God, the Lord, he sees you. Number three, God is hearing your cries to him. Number four, Daddy God wants you to know that you are very precious to him. Number five, it was he who created you and he has been present for every minute of your life. He knows your story and he loves you regardless. Number six, you matter. You personally matter so much that God sent his only son, Jesus, into this world to offer you a life that is worth living. Jesus took on all of your failures, all of your sin on himself, and he died for you. Seriously, who else would willingly take your place, would willingly take your punishment, and wipe your record totally clean, totally spotless, and offer you a new start. Number seven, your life has meaning. Number eight, God created you for a reason. And number nine, God has a plan for you. This podcast was created to encourage each person to accept the invitation, Daddy God, the Lord God, the Eternal One is extending to you personally right now. The invitation is a relationship. It is a relationship with the only true God who desires you to be with him for all of eternity, which is a long time indeed. And he desires to walk with you closely every single day. So yeah, if you are struggling, and if the Lord is nudging you to ask for help, to ask for prayer, just do it. You are invited to call. You are invited to text. You are invited to email. We will pray for you. And you don't have to get into a lot of details. We just need a name and that you need prayer. Because God, he already has all the details. I don't need to know them. I just need to ask Daddy God, Hey, this person needs your help. And I'm lifting this person to you. And God, he has the solution. So my big ask is my vision. Yeah, it's messed up. And just courage to keep moving forward when I'm discouraged. And I do have another prayer need for a preemie newborn that was born at 31 weeks named Mila Elizabeth. She's weighing in at a little over three and a half pounds and her intestines were outside of her abdomen. She has been, she was life flighted to a children's hospital 
and they did perform emergency surgery. She is breathing on her own, but will be in the NICU newborn intensive care for a bit. Her mama, Megan, is in a hospital in a neighboring county, so please pray for mama, Megan, her dad, the daddy, Brandon, and their daughter, Myla Elizabeth. And we do have a praise God. We do have a report that Shayla and baby Nova have been released from the hospital and Jay is delighted to have his little family all under one roof. So Psalms cast method. If you desire to call, to text, or if you're using WhatsApp, the number is one 1509 You can email to psalmscast at gmail.com. And we do have a page over on Facebook. It's called Psalmscast. And there you can do all the things you normally do on social media. You can like, follow, share, interact. If you enjoyed the podcast, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a day. And that's it for today, guys. I'm sorry I ran a little long. I am Denise. I love you. Have a blessed day. And God bless you. See you tomorrow.